strap on your boots and stop eating. Stop eating. Because it's episode 154 of the Fanboy Podcast. I'm Brett Miro, and I am doing this solo once again. Mario's on a nice little uh, birthday uh, birthday uh, week uh, vacation. Um, his birthday was actually last week, which is why we missed that episode. He had things going on for his birthday, and understandably, he wanted to take a week off. And we were going to record uh, last Sunday, but then I was just kind of shot. So we took a week off. We apologize. I, I really actually hate doing that. It, it hurts my soul <laughs> to take a week off. But here we are. I'm back. Wanted to give you something this week. I am actually recording this on the morning of Friday, June 30th. And I have a work meeting in about 35 minutes. So it's going to be a short episode. We're going to fly through some things. Um, I'm not going to be able to touch on everything that happened the last two weeks. Uh, who knows? Maybe if I have time later today, I may record maybe another separate one. And we can also touch on some gaming stuff. But I did want to give you our faithful listeners, something this week. And yeah, uh, just to start off as we normally do, uh, what I've been watching and playing. Uh, basically, <clears throat> I've kind of got out of a little bit of my gaming funk. Um, I mentioned I was playing Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, uh, which is like a Borderlands spinoff. Um, still enjoying that. I'm like level 20 something. I'm probably still early on because I've just been doing side quests like crazy. I, I tend to do that and not progress the story. But uh, having a good time with that, still a fun game. Definitely going to probably hop into that later today. Um, additionally, I did end up picking up Tales of Arise, which is uh, the newest entry in the Tales of series. Um, it was on sale for 30 bucks. I had heard good things. They had, uh, you know, supposedly from previous entries, they had kind of revamped and updated uh, a lot of the systems and, you know, made some quality of life improvements and kind of pushed that franchise into, uh, you know, more of the modern era. So I saw the sale and I said, you know what? I think that's something I might be into like an action RPG right now. Um, although I was like daunted by it. I'm like, it's probably going to be so many hours, but you know, whatever. I went and picked it up. I've been playing it. I've been really enjoying it. It is anime as hell. Um, even down when you start the game up, there's a crazy anime theme song. Um, I've only actually, my only other experience with the Tales of series is Tales of Symphonia, which I think is a pretty beloved entry in the series. That came out for the Wii back in like, I don't know, 2000. The Wii came out in 2006. I want to say that game came out in like 2008, maybe. Um, so I don't know. You can check me on that. But I loved that game a lot. I was I was super into that game. Um, and, uh, you know, it still had like more of like a chibi art style and chibi overworld with like these weird like... Uh, you know, they were kind of like, I wouldn't call them random encounters. Like you could see the enemies on the map, but they just kind of look like black blobs. And then when you actually like touch them and went into like, it cut into like a battle screen and then it was more, um, you could see what the enemies were and stuff. It was weird. Um, the new one, you just like have the enemies roaming around on the map, like most modern, you know, open world ish games. Uh, the game's not open world, uh, I should say. So it is like just these big open zones that you kind of move through. Uh, tons of cutscenes, tons of chatting, tons of banter. But I'm actually liking the characters. It's fun. I haven't played like a super Japanese anime RPG like this in a while, probably since like, you know, um, granted Final Fantasy VII Remake. But, uh, you know, even before that, it was like Final Fantasy XV. So it's, it's, I play one every couple of years because like they're, they're a lot. They're usually pretty in depth and you got to pay attention. I'm very interested in the story. Some of the side banter, I kind of like just read the subtitles real quick and skip through. I don't listen to all the voice acting because I want to like get going and move. Uh, the combat's very fun. So it's like you kind of want to keep getting back into combat and learning new skills. Um, but yeah, but uh, it's been pushing up uh, back against me recently on a couple of uh, boss fights. Uh, so. I need to be better prepared or maybe I need to grind a little more. Uh, although it feels like I'm fighting every enemy on screen. Anyway, I've gone on too long. 
Tales of Arise uh, on PS5. I'm playing it, if anyone's curious. And uh, yeah, it's cool. So I've been kind of bouncing between that and Borderlands right now. Um, dipped a little bit back into Hot Wheels Unleashed. I don't know if I ever talked about that game before. It's an arcade racer. It's a Hot Wheels licensed game. Way better than it has any right to be. Gives me strong burnout vibes. So if you like burnout, like those old, like the, I haven't made one in a while, but like the arcade style racing games, uh, check out Hot Wheels Unleashed because you'll be very uh, surprised and I think impressed. Uh, the tracks are really cool. It's very challenging, even on like the normal difficulty. They have a cool little like mode where you um, move through like a city and pick different like le levels, whether different races or time trials. There's all different various activities. Um, there's quote unquote boss fights where you're not like shooting anything, but like there's like a weird like something on the track that's trying to do stuff to you and 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 uh, you know throw out um, hazards and whatnot. It's it's pretty cool. Um, and I'm playing that on PS5 too, and the the graphics are amazing. So it literally looks like you're like just watching actual hot wheels cars like move it's it's pretty cool uh got a fun boost system um basically your boost meter kind of moves up periodically as you're driving but as you drift and do like more like danger again this is the burnout reference if you do things where you're getting like closer to like cars and stuff and, and drifting and you you raise your boost meter and you can boosting is very important so um it's a lot of drifting a lot of boosting and managing that uh, aspect so if you like those types of racing games that aren't like a direct sim Hot Wheels Unleashed, pretty cool. Uh, so anyway, that's what I've been playing. I also realized I never made a banner for that. I didn't put it up, so shame on me. But uh, that being said, let us go into our Superman on film update. And you know what, folks? I'm going to give you a little something this week. Now, this is a rumor, um, and we're going to follow it up with some other DC rumors. But uh, I honestly don't even know who the source is. I saw it on Twitter. People have been chatting about it. Instead of just doing the stupid joke again where I say, oh, there's no update. I figured let's go through a little something. I don't know. Let's let's speculate a little bit. Um, so, I don't, again, I don't know what the source is. It's like been like – it was like four little like screenshots floating around on Twitter. It's probably bullshit. So, you know, just <laughs> understand that as we go in. Um, so, yes. So, the little Superman-related tidbit in here. I will read it as follows. Uh Todd Nahisi Co uh, Coates delivered the first draft of the Superman movie in December, which had a black Clark Kent during the 1940s, which Mario and I have discussed. The WB has ordered rewrites and they want the movie to be set in the present day. And the idea of a race bent Clark Kent has been totally gone, discarded. Further details are completely hidden, but apparently it's a reboot of the character within the DCU. EU. Um, are we still sticking with DCEU? I guess like, colloquially as fans were doing that but like is that gonna stick i don't know um just like just just do like dcu the dceu is like stupid um so uh so yeah i think like mario and i had discussed obviously uh the todd todd nahisi Co i keep saying like todd nahisi coats it's todd nahisi coats script um and you know about the 1940s all that stuff um i forgot i feel like maybe we did have like a rumor sometime after that that said they're not going to do the 1940s thing but um, this is kind of, this rumor is basically confirming that, uh, it's a reboot of the character within the DCEU. So, um, that said, I don't know what that means for Henry, uh, Cavill, um, Cavill, Cavill as a uh, Superman, if they're doing a reboot, it's not that they can't reboot it with him, but if they're going to do a full reboot, I feel like they're just going to bring somebody in new. Um, but this makes sense with the stuff we were hearing from David Zaslav, uh, well, coming out of David, that's why we didn't hear from him directly, uh, the new head of, um, what is it called? Warner Discovery. Uh, that, 
yeah, they're like, why are you letting Superman languish? You need to get this dude in a film. And they want this to be something that is, I guess, relatable and and present day and modern and moving forward and, and setting up like a path for that character to eventually, you know, who knows, eventually do some kind of Justice League thing again or mix it back into, you know, the, the characters that are sticking around like Aquaman, Flash and um, Wonder Woman. So that is an interesting little tidbit. And that's literally all I have. That's all I have. That's the only real rumor going around right now. Again, I don't even know the source. We don't even know. We have no idea. So this this honestly could be total bullshit. Um, but it does seem to be in line with what we've been hearing coming out of Warner Discovery and what they want to do with the character and how they want to fast track things. So, um, yeah, so they're ordering rewrites. Um, I wonder if the rewrites are with Ta-Nehisi Coates or if they are getting rewrites from other writers, like maybe using Ta-Nehisi Coates script as a base. Um, who knows? But get at us. Let us know. Uh, let me know. Let Mario know what you think about this. Um, what your ideas are again, for me, part of the really fun part of doing the podcast is interacting with fans. And I love speculating. I love thinking of different ideas. I love kind of like, you know, let's hear an idea and let's like take it through the ringer and, and see like what the, um, you know, what that idea is going to bring about for Superman. Is it going to bring some kind of new themes that we haven't explored before? Is it going to give us just, uh, a new spin, a new, a new tilt, uh, to how we view Superman. So I love, I love all that stuff. That's, that's the best part of being a fan. Um, the best part of being a fan is not shitting on things. Actually, it's enjoying and having a good time, um, speculating and, and digging into these rumors and imagining what it could be, you know, and not getting our expectations out of control so that we're like disappointed when the thing comes out and it's not the movie we made in our head which I think we are all, if you're a big fan of something, you just tend to do. You have your ideas and then it can lead to massive disappoint, disappointment when someone else makes uh, their version of the, a movie or a show and it's not the one you had in your head. And then, I don't know, some people get a little crazy and angry about it and are very mean on the internet. Some people um, are, you know, can be normal about it. So here you go. So I'm going to finally take a sip of this coffee. I've been holding it forever. This is my cool Zelda mug in case anyone's wondering. It's a map of Hyrule. Um, so that's our Superman on film update for June 30th, uh, 2022. We're moving on. More DCEU rumors. Pass the salt. Um, so yeah, so there were a couple of other rumors on here. Um, I guess I'll go through all of them. They're not too many. Uh, some of these is just mentioning like casting for actors. And honestly, I don't know who half these people are. But just for you know the sake of giving some news. Uh, so the other rumors on here. Uh, Bradley Cooper is expected to play a role in Joker fully adieu alongside, I hate saying things in French, alongside Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga. Um, I don't know. I mean, this I feel like is just kind of like, well, Bradley Cooper obviously is friends with Todd Phillips. He did, you know, three hangover movies with him. And he obviously has a connection to Lady Gaga because they did A Star is Born. And uh, I don't know if he has a connection to Joaquin Phoenix. Maybe he does. Maybe I'm sure he knows him, maybe from Hollywood. So I don't know, like, what to... And this is a nothing burger of a, a thing. It's just, like, he's going to play a role in it. Okay, who could he be? Um, um, now that I'm saying it, though, in real time, uh, could be a cool thing if they if they want to introduce some other Gotham, uh, you know, villains. Um, I feel like Bradley Cooper could be a cool Harvey Dent. What do you think? Don't at me. Uh, so that's rumor number one. Rumor number two, I'm going to butcher this name and I apologize. Soap Derisu and Victoria Pedretti just signed for Constantine and Zantana, uh, Zatanna. 
Uh, they are now the face from Justice League Dark Universe that J.J. Abrams is developing. So J.J. Abrams is developing a Dark Universe, Justice League Dark Universe. Um, I don't know if we know if it's a TV show or a movie yet. Um, and those seem to be casting for Constantine and Zatanna. Carlos Zantana. Um, so, yeah, I'm not like super familiar. I know people really like Constantine. J.J., uh, you know, J.J. Abrams uh, could possibly do something really cool with this. So we'll see. There's just not a lot of details, folks. Just weird rumors. Um, here's another one. Margot Robbie is co-developing with James Gunn and Lucky Chap Productions a new Harley Quinn solo movie, which is described as a lesbian road trip between Harley and Poison Ivy in the vein of Thelma and Louise. Um, again, don't know if there's any legitimacy to this, but um, I think we understood that Margot Robbie had a great time doing The Suicide Squad um, and obviously work with James Gunn. And James Gunn is definitely rolling around in a few projects over on the DC side. So it doesn't seem out of, out of the blue. Um, in the comics, Harley and Poison Ivy, uh, I believe, do have a relationship um, at some point or are currently in a relationship. And uh, yeah, the Thelma and Louise thing, it kind of seems like a cool idea, like a cool little like, um, I don't call it a genre, but yeah, whatever, for argument's sake, like a little niche or genre uh, for that type of story. So doesn't sound, actually, that one does not sound too crazy to me. I could totally see that happening and I'm, I'm down for it. I actually really liked Birds of Prey. I know a lot of people were mixed on it. I know I think the critical reception was kind of mixed. I enjoyed the movie. I, I thought it was fun. And I did watch it multiple times. And uh, I liked it the second time as well. I thought maybe it was a little long in the tooth. Uh, if anything, I would have cut it down, edited things a little bit more. There was definitely um, just a couple of little like dips and slow parts. But the action was great. I really enjoyed the story. So um, I'm down. I'm down for more Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. She's great. Um, moving on. This one is a Reeves-verse rumor. Uh, Matt Reeves wants Benny Safdie to play Harvey Dent in the Batman sequel. Um, I think doing a Harvey Dent, uh, not maybe not necessarily going to the Two-Face route yet, but introducing Harvey Dent um, would be interesting in a sequel to the Batman now that he is this symbol of hope. Um, at the end of the Batman and uh, in the sequel, you know, if some time I would imagine maybe like some time will have passed unless it's going to pick up immediately after, um, you know, he might start having relationships, you know, outside of, uh, you know, he might start trying to build the Bruce Wayne persona up and try to help more on that side. And, um, you know, maybe as Batman making more allies in the city so that, uh, you know, especially with it, you know, with the power vacuum, you would want a strong DA in there to try to keep everything under control. So that could be really interesting. Um, again, this rumor, um, listen, Benny Safdie already has a relationship with Robert Pattinson. Um, Benny Safdie was in the movie Good Time with Robert Pattinson, which you have, if you haven't seen that movie, it might still be on Netflix. That movie is awesome. It is tense. It is stressful. Um, that's the movie I saw Robert Pattinson and I was like, oh no, he can play Batman. Like he, there's something about him in that film that is, uh, just tremendous and, uh, really gives the, the film a lot of energy and gave me Batman energy. And I saw that he could be kind of like a dark, troubled, uh, you know, uh, brooding kind of, kind of character and bring, and bring, uh, the gravitas to Batman. So that, that's a really good movie. And Benny Safdie plays like his brother, who's kind of like mentally, uh, uh handicapped, um, in it, uh, Benny Safdie. Uh, so the Safdie brothers are the ones that also directed good time. And they also directed, um, uh, 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 was it Untouched Gems? Uncut Gems? 
the one by Adam Sandler that was like got a lot of buzz. So then they've done a couple other things too, but they're pretty uh they're pretty hot right now in Hollywood. They're making some good films. And Benny, uh, who's an actor out of the out of the pair, um, he's really really good. So I could totally see that he would really make a great Harvey Dent. Um, I hope that rumor is true. Very very cool. Um, another rumor, Nightwing. Nightwing movie is in active development with Chris McKay attached to direct it. He's been attached, I think, for a while, but I remember seeing tweets from him like years ago about it and like still nothing. Uh, the Court of Owls will be the main villains and Michael Keaton is expected to return as Bruce Wayne. Um, so this is interesting because we do have the Batgirl series is filming now. Michael Keaton is in that. Um, there's been like little bits of footage coming out about it. And uh, I think there's been some like early screenings and test screenings and supposedly Keaton's, you know, no surprise, Keaton's fucking awesome. Uh, so yeah, it's interesting if they're going to do that. Maybe Nightwing will be set in that same universe as Batgirl, um, or that same Earth, or whatever the hell they're doing with it. And uh, that, that Michael Keaton will cross over there. Um, interesting to have a Nightwing movie, though. We haven't ever had the Robins. I, I don't know. How, I mean, unless they're going to count the Val Kilmer, uh, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin as canon. In that universe, I wonder. But yeah, never had a Robin. We're going to have a Nightwing. Where did he come from? So I have a lot of questions. And then, uh, you know, Michael Keaton is going to be, you know, the Batman in it. And uh, I don't know. But maybe then they, they can build into the, you know, um, the Nightwing Batgirl romance, you know, that's in the comics on and off and everything like that. That maybe that they're going to like set it up for that. I don't know. But interesting that Nightwing is, is being said to be a movie. So it's not going to be a series like Batgirl, which is interesting. I'm like, they didn't, maybe they didn't feel like it would do well a background movie would do well so they give it a series but nightwing they're like yeah we'll make a movie a little sexist a little sexist i'm just kind of projecting on there though it doesn't really probably mean anything but just interesting uh especially if like keaton's going to be a part of both of them uh moving on green arrow fans you haven't had much green arrow stuff since uh the arrow uh well arrow ended not the whole Arrowverse, even though that's about to come to a close now um so supposedly Green Arrow will play a major role in the Black Canary movie. Um, I think that's cool. If you're going to do Black Canary, uh, you know, I got to get that Green Arrow in there. Um, so that could be cool. Uh, set that up. Um, I guess it's uh, Journey Smollett um, would be, is coming back as Black Canary. I think she still has that character from Birds of Prey. So that's cool. Bring, bring up that. That's a pretty popular comic, uh, you know, couple romance, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, why not? Why not do that? Get that, get that rolling. Um, and this other rumor here, the WB wants Alexa Demi, again, don't know who she is, uh, to play Donna Troy in the upcoming Wonder Woman sequel. So that's, again, WB wants this casting for this character, and we don't know anything about this sequel. We, don't, we just don't know nothing. We know nothing about nothing, and uh, that's interesting. And the last, but not least, um, rumor here, is on Static Shock and Caleb McLaughlin eyed to star in HBO Max's Static Shock. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Caleb McLaughlin is from Stranger Things. Yes. Um, so he is... I forget his character's name in Stranger Things, which is so bad. Um, I've been watching it too, so like it's, it's just... But anyway, Caleb McLaughlin, um, he's really good. I like him. Um, so they're saying that he's being eyed to star in HBO Max's Static Shock, which is going to be a series. So that is all of your uh, DCEU rumors. 
Um, the source. Oh, I found the source, by the way, I guess, just so I can say it. the source is DCEU leaks Reddit. So it's from the Reddit. I don't know who posted it. Um, I don't know. Just anecdotally, I see um, mixed reactions. Some people going, oh, I like this. These rumors seem legit. And other people are going like, this is nonsense. Um, so, yeah, that's what it is. Let me know what you think. Let me know which ones you think are real and which ones are not. Um, I have about 15 minutes, folks. We're going to blaze through this, um, the rest of this. And I apologize. Like I said, maybe I will try to record something with more news and information on other topics later. But let's jump in to the Ezra Miller story. I'm going to be quick. Again, we've been talking, beating this to death. Um, you know, I'm not trying to like clickbait, like, oh, more Ezra Miller. It's just... Um, there was a huge variety article that came out like yesterday, uh, which was uh, actually this, this is July 1st, not even the 30th. I'm recording this Friday, July 1st. I said June 30th. And wow, you could watch me just fail in real time, folks. Um, so, yeah, it's it was the it should have said that. OK, I'm fixing it. All right. But anyway, uh, so as of June 30th, I saw this huge variety article come out on Ezra Miller. They actually spoke to. um some uh, victims of his weird behavior uh, from even a few years back. So they spoke to some people when he was hanging out in Iceland and visiting bars. Uh, they talked to the girl where that video came out where he was like choking her to the ground. If you remember that, um, all these people spoke up and yeah, they're all saying that, yeah, he started just doing very crazy erratic behavior. So it's just now like there's, there's all these firsthand sources and there's just more and more coming out about um, Ezra's, uh, you know, obviously decaying uh, mental state. Um, it's really sad. Uh, also we've keep seeing like little rumors. I don't think anything's been official from WB, but we see leaks and rumors that WB has no plans to scrap the flash movie because they spent too much money on it and they have to release it. But I don't know. This stuff is bad. Mary and I talked about it last time, but it's, it's like, it's bad and it's worse. And now that I'm reading the accounts and the behavior and like how he, uh, they are, um, excuse me, they, uh, it's really just not good. I don't, I don't, I, I honestly don't know how WB releases this movie. I mean, it's like, you have Michael Keaton making his like storied return in this and it's going to be just overshadowed by all this crazy stuff. Like he's not gonna be able to do press for this unless all of a sudden he like heals uh, and uh, figures himself out their self out in the next um, year. I don't know. It's, it's really like the movie's coming out in a year. Uh, so I guess they're hoping it all dies down. I don't know, man. I, I wonder if you just scrap this movie or like maybe you do reshoot it. I don't know. It's, it's sad. We've waited so long for this film. It's like been so many delays and new directors and rewrites and all this stuff. And now the movie's done, but you have all this really bizarre behavior from the star that is just like bizarre and dangerous. And, and um, it's sad. You know, it's definitely someone that's having a mental break or a psychotic break. Um, so really, really sad stuff. I don't know what uh, what W is going to do at this point. I, you know, we keep saying it, I just I, I don't know. It's going to be weird to like even to like – and I can – listen, I'm someone who can separate, you know, the the art from the artist, um, you know, pretty well. Like I can still listen to Michael Jackson even though that's like kind of suspect. Um, I, I actually haven't watched any movies with Kevin Spacey in it, you know, since all that stuff came out. But obviously because there haven't been any new movies and I haven't revisited anything. But I feel like I could watch like, uh, you know, House of Cards or something like that with him in it and, and like even though he's kind of garbage. But it's going to be in the back of my head that he's garbage. Um, but yeah, this like to watch him and just, and I think the bigger thing now too, is that I think there's also, if I'm not mistaken, I've seen stuff that says, you know, from behind the scenes, WB is not going to do any more stuff flash based with Ezra Miller beyond this movie. So now it's like, 
you know, it's uh, that uh, whole uh, Justice League is a cul-de-sac <laughs> kind of comment. Like, is The Flash just a cul-de-sac now? Because it's like it's ruining my anticipation or hype for the movie because I know I'm going to watch it. You know, maybe I will enjoy it. Maybe it'll be freaking awesome. Like, just to see Michael Keaton back as Batman is going to be awesome. But just to know that, like, this actor is not going to continue on as the character and they're going to have to either, like, do a reboot or some weird thing and, and like, spin it off. I don't know what the hell they're going to do, but that that's killing the momentum for me. So I almost wonder if you just don't fucking release the movie or you reshoot it with a new actor and, and don't, don't do it as like a, like they're probably, they're setting this movie up to be like a reboot to their DCEU to kind of like fold the Zack Snyder in or like set them on a new course. Maybe you just say fuck that and you just scrap this movie and you just make a flash movie and it doesn't need to reset anything. And we just go, this is the flash movie. It's this universe now. And that's it. We're not going to do anything to wrap up or close out any storylines from the previous thing. We're just going to fucking make a Flash movie. I don't know. It's, I feel like something has to be done now. It's just – it's too weird. There's too much crap out there now um, with victims speaking up. So that's that. Uh, so um, I do want to remind everybody before we get into just some quick reactions. You can email us at thefanboypodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at the fanboy show on Twitter. You had to do the fanboy show because we couldn't get the fanboy podcast. What are you going to do? Um, you can also tweet at me at super Breccon, um, which is right there at super Breccon on Twitter. Uh, it's pretty much the only social media I really use. I'm not super active, but if you tweet at me or ask me questions or you want to have a nice, just, just fan nerd out on stuff, I am happy to engage. I love doing that stuff. So please get at, at us one of those ways. Remember, you can send questions, suggestions for the show. Um, I also do uh, my best. Like every week, I try to check the YouTube comments um, and, uh, you know, hop in there too and, and acknowledge people. So I, we love to interact um, and, uh, you know, we'll be better about it too. But uh, And also, please leave a review. So I have about 10 minutes and I have two reactions to go through right now. So we're going to do about five minutes each and I'm going to do a very abrupt goodbye. Uh, but thank you for bearing with us this week thank you for allowing us to take a week off um i hope you stick with the show so superman and lois had their finale i wanted to wait for mario but he's not here so maybe we can get his thoughts later on but uh the finale was this week and i absolutely loved it had a top tier superman moment in it uh with talro uh, obviously spoilers talro throwing superman into the sun and him just overcharging uh supercharging himself and uh beating Allie and then doing like a cool like uh it, it looked like a move from uh what do you was it injustice <laughs> like he flew down the, like to uh the earth and just like did like a super yellow sun punch and it looked gangster um it looked awesome there were some really good uh, special effects in this um this show continues to just be tremendous there was a big reveal though that this uh you know much to some people's dismay but um this Superman and Lois show does not take place on the same earth or reality or dimension or whatever as uh, the flash and the, and the rest of the Arrowverse. It is in its own thing. And um, it felt pertinent that they had to reference that because, you know, Arrow is done. Uh, uh, Legends of Tomorrow is done now. Supergirl is finished. The flash is going to have, looks like one more season beyond this one. And that's probably going to be done. And it looks like they're going to start moving things to HBO max um, for the most part. 
So I think they needed to do that to just like kind of separate it and say like, this is not. Um, so it was a line from General Lane that said, you know, hey, listen, I've seen other realities. I've seen stuff you never believe. And, uh, you know, there's leagues of superheroes and other, you know, realities. But uh, this one, we have Superman. So they, they made a pretty strong statement. Um, and then we also got a John Diggle appearance at the end talking to John Henry Irons. Uh, a different looking Diggle looked a little different than he did on the normal hour, on the regular hour of our shows like Arrow. Um, he had a uh, little longer hair and like a beard going on. And supposedly he is not the same John Diggle. He's the John Diggle we saw at the end of season one, but he's not the John Diggle from, you know, that takes place uh, in, in the Arrow show. Um, he's a different one. He does work for Argus and they kind of um, set up or hinted at the villain for season three, which would be the intergang, which I know nothing about. So I'm going to hope Mario uh, has some, some cool, fun little insight and tidbits for me uh, when he gets back. But uh, uh, overall, I love the show. Um, I like the season a lot. I liked, I didn't know where the Allie Alston like threat was going, um, but I ended up being cool uh, and that she was kind of like the villain parasite um, as Mario enlightened me with. And uh yeah, I was, I was, I was pretty pleased with the way the episode. I liked all the cool, like stuff, like flashing in and out of between realities. I thought that was very cool. And then you were seeing like planes coming through and like cars all of a sudden like flying from like, you know, transferring from one uh, dimension to the other. And they, but like no one was inside the car. And like there was a lot of cool stuff with that. Um, I liked that Lana and Clark were able to uh, rectify their relationship. And it looks like Jordan and um, uh, his girl uh, Sarah were able to uh, kind of, you know get back together now and they know the secret um lois uh revealed the secret to uh chrissy um the the newspaper her partner at the newspaper um which i thought was like a really actually a very like touching moment like a very sweet a sweet moment um yeah i'm 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 uh it's interesting they're revealing his identity to a lot of people now uh so hopefully that keeps everybody safe i'm sure it won't i'm sure that will cause some problem um also interesting tal Rowe uh got transferred to the other universe and uh he looks like he's staying there and he's up to something though. Cause he was looking for, he wanted to know what his wife's name was. So I don't know if he's going to try to like come in and just like, maybe he saw Clark and like having a family and a wife. And he's like, Oh, maybe I could just slip in there and take my, uh, my alternate self's place or, or he's or he's thinking, you know, I could be the Superman of this world, but I think his powers are, would be weakened on that planet. Right. If I'm not mistaken, cause of the red sun. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, I really like what they did with Talro. I like how they changed him from season one to season two. And, he kind of turned around and, and that um, him and Clark got to kind of like really bond. And I thought that was really cool. Uh, also, we should talk about the, 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 the ending where Clark uh, throws a crystal into the ocean uh, somewhere, I assume, in the middle of the ocean, middle of nowhere, and made a new fortress of solitude. Um, very, very cool. So overall, I, I love this show. It is my favorite Superman thing ever. Um, I really think it's just, uh, it's just tremendous and I cannot wait, uh, for a, our season three. And, uh, I still hope that they do a redesign to the suit. I'm just not wild about the suit. I've talked about it a million times, but, uh, I would love to get a, a, maybe a, a new suit design, uh, in for season three, but, uh, that shows, shows so good. So that's Superman and Lois. Uh, I give it a real, I got eight or nine out of 10 for the whole, the whole, the um, season an eight or a nine out of 10 rating for the season. Great finale, great finale, great, awesome, selfless Superman moment. Now, uh, I have five minutes. Obi-Wan Kenobi. All right. So, uh, I think you guys know where I'm at with this. I really like the series. Yes. 
were there were some of the action scenes a little slow or choreographed oddly here and there yes um was uh, that mostly uh, does most of that blame go on the couple of chase scenes with princess leia where she's running so slow and i was like how are these humans not catching her yes everyone said it on the internet we're all nitpicking we're poking at everything um so some of that stuff was a little weird but uh other than that feeling off at points uh everything else was tremendous and honestly that finale uh made up for any for me any little little nitpicky things or transgressions that the series had that finale was fucking incredible it delivered we got to see obi-wan go like basically like full super saiyan with the force the fight between him and vader was just amazing it was well choreographed um there was a lot of really great um you could probably look at stuff on youtube but there was a lot of really great synergy to like some of the moves and some of the fights uh with revenge of the sith and was very very cool a lot of homages uh the actual exchange between obi-wan and and uh anakin slash vader was made me tear up it was it was i I have like no words for it it was better than i could ever imagined i everything was so worth it for that interaction the fight uh obi-wan you know really giving it to vader which was awesome like actually taking out the the electronics in a suit which you like never really seen before which was super cool and then he did that diving attack and cut the hole in the helmet and i just want to say i don't want to toot my own horn but listen I had heard what I thought was Anakin or Hayden Christensen's voice coming through um, over the effects of the helmet in that second episode when Obi and and Vader first run it, bump into each other. And sure enough, in this finale, they did actually do a thing where the voices were like, it was mixing between Hayden's voice and James Earl Jones's voice. And uh, it was awesome. And I thought it was done so well. And it was very symbolic uh, in a way too of like when it would transfer back and forth. So you could look into it in like a deeper level where like it was the fight again between Vader and Anakin. And, um, you know, and then we did also get the helmet slashed open. And I said, why the hell did you cast Hayden Christensen and bring him back if you're not going to show him as burnt up Vader under the helmet? And they fucking did it. So I called it and they did it. Uh, they did it in, in just like perfect fashion. It was absolutely tremendous. And, um, yeah, it it was amazing to see that like at this point, Anakin or Vader, they don't, they see themselves as two different people now. And, uh, I love that line that, you know, he said, you didn't kill Anakin, you know, I did. And, uh, that he, then he's Obi-Wan. So, I mean, you McGregor is such a great actor that you just saw like the, the tears in his eyes and, um, it sold that moment for me. So I was teared up. I was very emotional. I thought that was absolutely perfect. Um, I know everyone's like, oh, plot holes Uh, and just enjoy things. We don't have to worry about every little thing. Plot hole. It fucking works. It lines up. It's fine. Um, quick note. I, 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 supposedly they want to do, or maybe doing a season two. Um, as long as they don't bring Leia back into it. Um, that's fine. I was kind of glad they kind of dropped the Leia thing. She wasn't that involved in the last like two episodes because like it was, I I liked that actually. I liked that interaction. It made more sense for why she would go to him later on and, in uh you know in episode four and and say like i need obi-wan kenobi is my only hope but um i was just like done with that little you know part of it and i like wanted to get to the vader one and we and we got to it and it was and it was amazing it was amazing it was everything i wanted and more uh so yeah so if they do a season two i mean you guess you could do the continuing adventures of obi-wan but i think you got to put the obi-wan vader thing to bed at this point because if you bring them back again like you're not going to top that interaction that interaction was absolutely 
perfect in my eyes. Uh, but listen, folks, I'm out of time. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, I will get this uploaded onto YouTube. I will hopefully get in touch with Mario to get the audio version out for our audio only listeners. But I guess if you're at this point on the podcast watching it on YouTube anyway, you don't need to listen to the audio and no one's going to hear this. So thanks so much. And uh, hey, be kind and stay fanboy. Adios.